Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. It's the 3 and Out podcast presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear, and there's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel. Awesome new and existing user promotions. America's number one sportsbook. Very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Hope my people are doing good. Here's what the plan is for this week. I had a change of plans. Uh, I got family in town, so a lot of fluid situations, and this is what I came up with. This podcast is going to be a mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram fire in those DMs. A lot of you did, and I answered a bunch of questions. On I'll record Monday, a pod for Tuesday will just be Go Low Podcast. I watched a couple of the Netflix specials. Uh, I'm currently watching as we speak. I'm recording this actually on Saturday. Tiger Woods play. Hey, it looks pretty good. So we will have Golo on for Tuesday, and then we'll just have a football podcast later in the week again for Friday, which will probably be a little more normal, I think. Slow week, though. This is a pretty big vacation week for the NFL, but, you know, I'm a grinder. I got content. We're going to keep it flowing. And that's the plan. So this mailbag only, at John Middlecoff. Make sure you subscribe, like, and review. If you subscribe to Collins Podcast, you like what we're doing here, make sure you subscribe to the 3 and Out Podcast. The golf podcast is just on that feed as well, so it's very easy to find all the content, uh, as well as the Volumes YouTube page. Make sure you go subscribe to that. Like the videos. Check out a lot of content there. So we got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Keep swinging. Combine's right around the corner. We'll keep working. But before we dive in, to uh, to the bag. I wanted to tell you about my friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to your app store. I know you have a smartphone. Download the Game Time app. Listen, it's almost March Madness. Spring training's right around the corner. NBA playoffs. Concerts. You, you got to get out. We've been in our homes for so long watching football games. Football is over. We do not. We do not have a football game. For a long, long time. I guess we got the XFL and the USFL. We don't have an NFL game or a college game. So get out, take your son, take your daughter to an event. And when you do, download the Game Time app. Use the promo code John. That's my name. J-O-H-N. J-O-H-N. And get $20 off your first pair of tickets. Very easy to do. Promo code John. J-O-H-N. $20 off. Fastest growing ticket website in America. Very easy to use. Can't recommend it enough. They're my friends. They need to become your friends. Use them. If you're going to go to an event, concert, game, use Game Time. Download it now. Promo code John. Okay, let's let's dive into the questions. Start with David. Longtime listener. The Philly internet is suggesting Howie pushed Jonathan Gannon out the door. After allowing the Chiefs to score every possession, 
in the second half. I agree with the brain drain of losing the coordinators, but what if on defense the Eagles might upgrade? And he forwarded me a tweet that said, Jonathan Gannon said he didn't know he was going to interview with the Cardinals until Howie Roseman on Sunday night after the Super Bowl that he was, I, this is this is just not true. Like, I, I know what you're saying. Like, he just forwarded me a tweet. Jonathan Gannon, it, to me, what's crazy about it is that all these teams were this interested in Jonathan Gannon. First and foremost with the Arizona Cardinals, that job was toxic. People did not want that job. I, I have, on pretty good authority, a lot of people were turning down interviews with the Arizona Cardinals, let alone interest in that job. I think when you look at the landscape of the NFL and there weren't that many open jobs, it was last on the list. I think a big reason was the quarterback situation being under contract. He's also hurt. Uh, but there are also rumors that if D'Amico Ryan's, Ryan's had not taken the Houston Texans job, Jonathan Gannon was going to be the head coach there. So they did not push him out. He was going to become a head coach. Now, I've said over and over, I've heard he's a really good guy, great, great motivator, good with players. I just think schematically I question it. And you can give me, well, you don't always have to be a great coordinator to be a great head coach. True, but you do have to be an expert of your craft on one side of the ball. And I just watch Jonathan Gannon and I just see, meh, you know, okay, he's a good leader. That matters. That matters. But is your, like, Robert Sala is a good leader. But what happened this year, right? His defense, which is his side of the ball, got really good. So I feel pretty good about Robert Sala as a leader. And then his defense is going to get good, even though he's not even the coordinator. Now, ultimately, like, their offense is a problem and he can't really fix that. So I, I do like my coach to have the ability to dictate schemes and impact the week and impact the game. The NFL is a thinking man's game and it's about playing chess Monday through Saturday leading into Sunday. So the Eagles did not force him out and uh, it's crazy, but he was, I don't know. I mean, he was going to be, he was, it was inevitable. He was going to become a head coach. Okay. My husband is a longtime listener who hasn't joined the 21st century and has not made it to Instagram. He wants to know where to go in Scottsdale for March Madness. We are booked at McDowell Mountain and wanted to know if you recommend anywhere to go for golf at a similar price range. Go Birds. Uh, if you wanted to go somewhere to watch the games, I think you would go to Old Town Scottsdale. You go to Old Town Scottsdale, get dropped off, just type in, you know, bottle blonde. And then just kind of work your way around just to watch the games. There, there's a lot of, you know, younger people, older people. You could just work your way around Old Town Scottsdale and figure it out. The W, right around the W. Um, and if you want maybe a little bit more mellow, you could probably head more to like Desert Ridge area, uh, North Scottsdale. But I, I don't know how old you guys are. That's probably where I would head uh, if I wanted a place to watch col or college basketball games. You're talking to someone who really, you know, I, I don't do those things anymore in terms of the craziness in Old Town Scottsdale. Um, but so I, I, I can't, I don't even know if I've, I've never had a March Madness here. So I'm probably kind of a bad person to ask. Have a question. I have a question comment about something you and Colin brought up after the Super Bowl. Colin talked about how he thinks the NFL should get rid of the tush push when the Eagles would do a sneak on fourth and one and get it every time. When I heard that, I thought that was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But now it seems like it's gaining a lot of steam. Well, before I read the rest of this question, 
when he said that, he had already heard. Like, this had already gained steam. This was something being talked about during the year, right? This wasn't, I'm not trying to diminish his take on that, but off the air, he had said, like, people had been talking about it, right? It's, there is no play in football. You could argue in any sport that should work every single time. That, that, that should not happen. I don't understand why you would get rid of this play. Like, for one, that play or something similar would probably be run since the birth of football. I think at its base, it has an awesome physical component to football that we love. We might as well start playing flag football to get rid of it at this point. And second, it's not like the Eagles reinvented the wheel here. Everyone can run something similar. The reason why the Eagles do it so well is hurt squat 600 pounds and then offensive line kicks everyone's ass. If we get rid of it, why don't we get rid of the run between the tackles? Yeah, I think you're jumping the shark here. Like, I, I think this is pretty basic. Like, we could take the emotion out. I'm not sure if you're an Eagles fan or not. You have an advantage with your quarterback squatting 600 pounds. He is going, one, to be a good quarterback sneaker. One, because he's powerful. Two, because you have a good offensive line. And obviously, he can run. And it worked in the uh, on the two-point play. Like, you can run him outside the tackles. There is a difference between running the quarterback on quarterback sneaks, i.e. Tom Brady did for years. Drew Brees was actually pretty good about it going over and what the Eagles are doing. Like, that, that is not, let's, let's be real, that's not really football. When I not only use my offensive line, I take two offensive linemen right behind him, touching his ass, basically. Like, the, there, there is no stopping the play. It is impossible. I don't care if you got Gilbert Brown, Tony Saragusa, R.I.P., Ray Lewis and Mike Singletary right in the A gap. Like it's just going to gain a yard. So I think part of it, when you watch it, that's not in the spirit of the game. You know, it's one of my issues with the the baseball elites that always argue over the shift. And yeah, like in theory, the rules like you can put a guy anywhere, but there's a reason the shortstop was there, the second baseman was there, the third baseman was there, and the first baseman was there. When I'm a pull hitter and you put everyone over, it just feels like you're manipulating the game. And that's the reason they ban the shift. Because that's, that's not what the game intended to be. Now, are you wrong about the physicality of the sport being completely different in 2023? Of course you are. And is that a very physical play? 100%. Is that football? Like, I mean, and listen, I'm someone who misses the 90s. I miss when guys got decapitated. Like, I, 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 I've always said, I watch football for the violence. I love the violent element of football. So when big hits, the the few and far between that still happen that remind us of the 80s and 90s, I get joy of that as a consumer, as someone who dedicated my life to talking and being around the sport, who could never do that, but fell in love with the sport because of it. So I, I, I like physical football. But that, come on. Like that's, I, I just, I don't really see the argument there, you know? Question. With it looking like the enemy is headed to Washington, do you see any scenario where KC would try to bring in Cliff Kingsbury as the new offensive coordinator? He coached Mahomes at Tech and wants to stay in the NFL. Is that something that could happen? Well, Matt Nagy is going to be the next offensive coordinator. I don't have inside information on that, but who are we kidding? Did you see after the game, in the locker room, at the parade, Patrick Mahomes and Matt Nagy are like this. So one thing with Eric Bieniemy. I struggle with this one because I don't know the guy personally. I, one of my buddies told me years ago, he's like, I, I think Eric's a really good coach. Clearly, he is a good coach. But for whatever reason, he can't get a head coaching job. I, I don't know why. I don't have the inside information on that. 
He's interviewed over a dozen times for head coaching jobs. Like, it's one thing if it's like, no one will interview. He's interviewed countless times and no one hired him. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, minority candidate, someone getting screwed. D'Amico Ryans, no problem getting a head coaching job. The dude, after one year being a coordinator, was interviewing. This year it was a lock as a defensive coordinator in an offensive league. Turn, rumors are that the Broncos wanted him. He didn't want any part of him because of Russell. So it's like, you know, I don't know. D'Amico's a super, super high-level guy, right? So something's off. Like with the Eric Bieniemy thing, I, I can't put my finger on it. I've never got a real explanation, but like he's interviewed over a dozen times and he left Kansas City and there are a lot of different narratives and angles out there. Like it, this notion that he had to get away from Andy Reid. Like if you watched Andy Reid for 20 years, people get head coaching jobs from him. It's like you go there to become a head coach. So I, I don't know. It's just a bizarre situation. Um, you know, it, it trust me. I let's let's be real on this one. If the starting quarterback wanted Eric Bieniemy there, he'd be there. Well, I'll put it that way. If Patrick Mahomes wanted him there, he'd be there. This I I think we overcomplicate some things, and and I get it. You know, the, the media is paid to be divisive and create craziness. Like, let's just start putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Even if we don't have all the information, like, yeah, it's like something's off. Clearly, you know, you know, it's like some puzzle piece doesn't fit here somewhere. Do you think there will be a quarterback in this year's draft that will be better than Derek Carr in four years? Being a Colts fan has soured a lot of our fan base on quarterbacks currently in the NFL. I personally believe that Carr is very underrated and the Colts could use the fourth pick on another knee. Thoughts? I don't think you're crazy off on this one. Uh, you, you just, you, you play that game, you never know, right? You know, I, I would say, in theory, Bryce Young should be better than Derek Carr, right? Hell, uh, CJ Stroud, you know, potentially could be better than than uh, Derek Carr. Will Levis, if he hits, the reason he's going to get drafted in the top 10 is people see Josh Allen, you know? Now, he could easily just suck and never be any good, but if we knew that, then if we knew all three of these guys were going to be better than Derek Carr, they would all easily get drafted one, two, three. If we knew that definitely this two of the three guys are not going to be better than Derek Carr, they would not get drafted as high. So it's part of the draft. We got no clue. I would say at minimum, one guy is going to be better than Derek Carr, but you guys draft four. So are you going to trade up to number one? Because if you do that, that's going to cost you a lot of picks. Um, I hear you. I think sometimes... It's this is the way life works, right? Whatever your most recent experience is, you're less likely to do that again. And you guys have now been on this kind of hamster wheel of retread type older quarterbacks. And it hasn't amounted to much after going from Peyton to Luck. So you're like, I want no part of a guy that's 32 years old. I think Derek is closer to Phillip Rivers in the sense of good guy, gets along with people. Philip was better at Derek's age, but in the sense of like, when you get him in a good situation, he can be really productive. Then he is Carson Wentz and the old shitty version of Matt Ryan uh, would be my take there. So yeah, I, if you told me you signed Derek Carr and use the fourth pick on, uh, you know, who Will Anderson or just some sweet player, uh, I, I don't think, I, I think you should be excited. You know, I, I don't think that would be a bad thing at all. I, I don't think... That has much in common with the last couple things you've done. Matt Ryan and Wentz.
even though Wentz actually had a pretty good year. I think the report I saw is that Derek's meeting with the Jets. Derek's going to make the rounds. Derek's going to have a lot of people very interested in his services. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Listen, you can bet on the game any way you want. Straight up, a.k.a. Moneyline, point spreads, team totals. You can also do player props, whether it's points, rebounds, assists, covers it all. And so many more exclusive bets, like two times three. Two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. How fun is that? FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com, promo code Colin. That's FanDuel.com, promo code Colin, to learn more. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Have you heard Colin's take on Justin Fields and his comparison with Danny Dimes? Colin claims that the Bear supporting cast is not that bad. Mooney and Komet at tight end. That's not good. Colin always says that coaching matters. The Giants have an awesome an awesome offensive mind in Dayball, and with the Bears, they don't have anything close to that. 
I don't know if we can say that yet. Y- your guy that you got from uh, the Green Bay Packers, is it uh, is Gutsy? Is that his, is that his name? You know, they implemented that running offense the second half of the year, and, you know, he was running around. With great coaching and a better supporting cast, who says Fields couldn't be at least as good as Hurts? Fields was the better prospect coming out of college. Yeah, I, I, I think Fields... When you watch Hertz throw, it's pretty natural now. It like looks much better than it did weirdly two years ago, which is crazy that I'm saying I thought he couldn't throw, but you watch him now, it's like very natural. I think a lot of people thought, and this is my argument for fields. You guys can improve. I, I actually don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I think that's very, very fair. One thing that Jalen Hurts has that is elite is the wiring and work ethic. The dude is just an absolute grinder. I, from everything I know, Hurts or excuse me, Fields is pretty good. But I've never heard like elite character. Like Jalen Hurts has. I mean, uh, it's the cream of the crop in the league. The cream of the crop. It does not get any better from a focus, m- the mental character stuff when it comes to love and will at football. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And the other thing is, the Eagles are such a better organization than the Bears. Look at the look at the Eagles and the Bears the last twenty years. I think it's more about, and this was my take a couple days ago, is that if you think one of these guys is going to be better than him, you trade Justin Fields if you can get a first round pick, and you start the quarterback cycle over. The general manager. The other thing is Howie Roseman. Here's the other difference. Howie and Jeffrey Lurie love Jalen Hurts. So the guys that run the team, the general manager and the owner, love the quarterback. So they were, you know, they just have a vested interest in this. Eberflus and Poles, I don't know what Ryan Poles thought of Justin Fields. There, there's a chance he had him fifth on the group of that of his quarterback class, right? Mac Jones, I'd be crazy if he did, but Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Trevor Lawrence. I, I think it's some people would have had Justin Fields, again, crazy to me, Fourth in that group. I don't know how you would have Mac Jones above Justin Fields. Kyle Shanahan did, but I thought he was crazy for that too. So I, I think it's more, you know, the Bears organization is just kind of all, they traded their second round pick for Chase Claypool. That, that's insanity. I hear what you're saying. The, the Giants skill guys, besides Saquon Barkley, stunk. It's like Dante Pettis, that Hodges guy, who's actually not terrible, he's coming on. But yeah, you could argue that Komet... Komet and Mooney are playing big, big reps for the Giants. I probably just went around, talked in circles right there, but my gut says he gets traded. Is it outlandish to think the Giants let Jones walk at the price tag and take a flyer on Levis, Hooker, or Richardson? With how good Dayball is at developing quarterbacks and each having similar, high, uh, sim- seemingly higher ceilings than Jones, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I like Daniel Jones at $22 million a year. At $35 million a year, I say good night, goodbye, Godspeed, appreciate your efforts. You know, <laughs> under no circumstances, I don't care if the salary cap's $700 million. Am I paying Daniel Jones $35 million? Maybe if it was $700 million, but at its current number, you, you can't resign Daniel Jones for $35 million. My question is a $20 million, let's say a two year, $40 million deal. Who am I bidding against? Who else is signing Daniel Jones to two years, $40 million? What if I sign two years, $40 million, and I guarantee every penny? I guarantee every penny. Who am I competing against? 
Is there a team? Maybe there is. <laughs> you know, some, sometimes like not every house is your dream house you have to have. Some homes are like, yeah, million dollars my final offer. I know you got it on the market for one two five. We'll see, right? Or one five. Maybe it's a weird market. I end up getting it. If I don't, I'll find another home. To me, that's what Daniel Jones feels like. Like now, your dream home. You're looking. You like it. You would live there, but you find a better option. You would pivot in a moment. And under no circumstances are you going to overpay. If anything, the only way that you buy that home is if you get a deal. And to me, that's what Daniel Jones has become. Can I get a deal? Because if I can get a deal, I'll take it. I'm not paying. You do not pay premiums for things that are not premiums. It's kind of the Cowboys problem. They gave him $160 million, $40 million a year. And, you know, it's just, he's he's not a $40 million quarterback. Dak Prescott at $28 million, where I got that extra $12 million to get an extra tight end, to get an extra DB, to get an extra offensive lineman. I'm in good shape. Like, this is salary cap league. I'm not counting pinching pennies here in terms of like, I don't care that these guys make a lot of money. I'm all for, I'm as capitalist as anyone you're going to meet or listen to talking about sports. But the way this sport is constructed, where you only have so much money to build your team, you have to be smart with it. If I'm going to have 20% of my cap tied up in a quarterback, it better fucking be Patrick Mahomes. Because if it's not, I'm in major trouble. Back to the Arizona Cardinal job. It's why it was viewed as such an uphill battle. Because, like, it's just, you can't have a quarterback making that much who's not a Pro Bowl player. Who's not well-liked. It's just a disaster. Now, back to Dak, he's well-liked, good guy, and he's a solid player. But he's just not quite good enough. And when you pay for not quite good enough, you got a problem. If I give a max contract to Giannis or Steph Curry, I'm in pretty good shape. If I give one to Bradley Beal, I'm going to suck. Like, this is a business. And you got to pay premiums for the right assets. And to me, Daniel Jones, I don't know those quarterbacks like Hendon Hooker, Richardson, like, obviously... Once you start drafting the second tier of college guys, it's a complete coin flip. And there's a chance like the difference of Daniel Jones right now. And that guy could be like a, that guy could suck. Right. And then you're in trouble because your quarterback play sucks. But I hear you. Part of having a really good offensive coach, build up your team. Like part of what Kyle Shanahan did, like who's the best quarterback the 49ers have had? Brock Purdy. Like what Brock Purdy was doing down the stretch was better than anything Jimmy did. And under Jimmy and Brock Purdy, like they won a lot of games. So if you got a really good offensive coach and you can build your team up, you know, your offensive play caller or your offensive head coach can help your team overachieve. I like where your head's at. Longtime listener, enjoy the content. As a longtime Chiefs fan, it feels good to see the Chiefs win another one, especially after trading Hill and supposedly rebuilding. Going forward, what positions do you think the Chiefs need to reload on? Obviously, depth at receiver position and another edge rusher would be nice. Also, why not car to the Jets? Could you see him being a good fit in New York? We'll start with the latter. You know, I've been around Derek since Fresno State. I worked there when we recruited him, and I was there his his true freshman year. I followed his career very, very closely in Vegas. I I don't love the New York market for Derek. I I think the NFC South makes a lot of sense. I, I think a lot of those markets he fits. Tampa, Indy with that crew of guys. Or not Indy, I said Indy, but I meant Frank and Parks Frazier and just Jim Caldwell. I, I think he makes a lot of sense in Carolina. And even New Orleans, which, let's face it, is a college market. 
you know now the saints are a big deal but i actually think Derek would be fantastic indoors i actually do think he makes a lot of sense also in indy i think those type markets are perfect for Derek. new york i don't love i don't love it all so i i would recommend a lot of the smaller marketplaces specifically the nfc south and on the chiefs i think when you look they got a lot of good young dbs and their young linebackers look pretty good too so their back seven is pretty good now they got chris jones who has had an elite season but you know he's going to get older and older he's been in the league a little while his next contract will be his third but you did just draft the Purdue pass rusher, Karlovskis, who looks like he's going to be a solid player. I think you can never go wrong drafting O and D-line. Right? The one thing Andy has shown, look at the core of your team over the years. Travis Kelsey, third-round pick. Tyreek was a much later pick, but that was because of character stuff. But like Andy, historically, can find sweet guys on offense. Shady McCoy, second-round pick. Deshaun Jackson, second-round pick. Isaiah Pacheco, seventh-round pick. Brent Selleck, fifth-round pick. Like you can get skill guys in the later rounds. I think early on your first couple rounds, I just keep drafting the lines. O O and D line. O and D line. Because ultimately I think that's where you separate once you get the sweet quarterback. Because Veach has proven that they can find these skill guys, these DBs, these linebackers, not in the top fifty picks. I I would be pretty freaking happy if I'm a Chiefs fan. I'd be pretty bullish on where we're headed. Okay, fellow ball brother, uh, I got a question for you. I feel like Carr gets crapped on more than he deserves, so everyone talking about where he can go to the Saints, Jets, Panthers, but why is no one talking about the 49ers? Great defense, weapons all over on offense, best tackle, and good head coach. Well, it's because of money. And the 49ers, you know, they do have two young quarterbacks. Now that Jimmy's gone, they'd equal like $9 million. So if they could sign like an Andy Dalton, I think they would rather have like that trio of Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Andy Dalton, or Colt McCoy, or just, you know, an older veteran type and keep building up the team. Derek is a, my guess is $25, $30 million quarterback. Like if I had to guess, if you, if you told me, let's just pick a deal, three years, Derek Carr gets three years. What does it look like? I'd say three for 90 and, 58 to 65 guaranteed. You know, like the 49ers are not giving him that. And to me, he's going to have, I, I, if we just pick a, a, a date, you know, a length, if you just say three years, like that's the money we're talking. We're not talking like three years, $40 million. You know, that's, that's, not we're, that's not what we're talking here. He's just, you know, he's an expensive player. If Derek Carr, his contract, if he was another position, like if he was a wide receiver or a corner, he'd be the highest paid guy by a mile at that position. So he's just he's expensive. And I don't know if the Niners, they got to pay Bosa. They're going to have to find a new right tackle. Um, you know, they still got some stuff they're working through. Okay, let's let's go with the last question here. I need someone with clout that my brother will listen to since you uh believe knows football. My question is this assuming Lance sets Let's say improves by 50% from last training camp. Then does Kyle have no choice but to roll with Lance? If he is showing that type of improvements, he is one of only a few people in the world who have that God-given ability to be at the level of uh, of play. He is highly athletic. He's actually not. Albert Breer wrote this last week. His running ability 
actually underwhelmed the Niners. They thought they were getting a better runner. I kind of did too. Because in college, now this is where it's difficult in the Division One AA level, I thought he was a really good runner. You watch him run in the pros, he looks slow. He looks slow, unconfident. I also, I'm not trying to poo-poo your question because this is just a question. How would he improve by 50%? He hasn't done anything. Since he shattered his ankle, like he's he's not able to play. And I think he, even he said I, on Quincy Avery, the, the passing coach, you know, that coaches these guys individually, said he had second ankle surgery and he admitted it was a setback. So 50% would be an enormous stretch. Brock Purdy has a natural feel for playing quarterback. When you watch Trey Lance with the 49ers, he did not. Now, there are physical, to me, some of his physical gifts are in power and size, but release is slow, he's not accurate, and he's not that fast. So I I actually was underwhelmed by the guy that I thought they were getting. And this is why drafting's hard. Just based on the North Dakota film, I thought he was a really good prospect. I thought he was a really good prospect. But then when you watch him in person, you go, oh, don't quite see it. That's why this stuff's hard, man. I will never, ever fault them either for drafting him over for Mac Jones. Now, my issue with the 49ers is I would have messed with Justin Fields. <laughs> like, you got an inaccurate guy anyway. You might as well go with a guy that could fly and then see if you can coach him up. You know, I wonder how different the 49ers look if Justin Fields is their quarterback. Maybe he's maybe he's not a good enough thrower. No one would have known. But maybe I'm selling Purdy short, but my point is Purdy being great or Lance being great, there is no comparisons. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree. Because I think Purdy is way better than we want to give him credit for just because he's a seventh-round pick in the, or the last pick in the draft. Because I watch Purdy play, I'm like, this guy can play. Now, do I think he can be a top-five quarterback? I don't. But I don't believe Trey Lance can either. Like, immediately Brock Purdy came in and was like a top-15 quarterback for the 49ers over that stretch. Now, can he maintain? Can he sustain? I don't know. He obviously already had a major injury. Not totally his fault. The coach blocked one of the best pass rushers in the league with a backup tight end. But... Who knows? Maybe his arm's screwed up for life. Maybe it gets right better. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of variables. This is the hard part about doing this, right? Like in business, you have to look forward. But for the most part, like if I'm going to acquire a business or I'm going to get a new client or like it's pretty black and white, like this is going to pencil to this. When you're dealing with just people, they are the assets. There is so much unknown. It is very difficult. So when I question stuff, I do understand the complexity and the difficulty of the business. That being said, like you can still like a player more than another player and go, I wish they would have taken that player. But I understand the rationale of talking yourself out of certain players, certain times and getting to a certain decision for guys, right? When you made the decision, like ultimately they, when they drafted Brock Purdy, they drafted him because they wanted to ensure they get him as an undrafted free agent. Right. Because if they want, if they love Brock Purdy, they would have taken him in the fifth round. They wanted to bring him into camp. They wanted to get him as an undrafted free agent. They had the last pick in the draft and they decided instead of, you know, praying we could land him with a $25,000 signing bonus when several teams would want to get him, let's just draft him. That's ultimately what they did. And then once they got him, they kind of fell in love with him. And I was going to these training camp practices. Kyle loved him in training camp. But when you do what they did for Trey Lance, like they did infinitely more work and they felt comfortable with it. And I would say through two years, they have to regret that decision. I mean, they, they just do. Hell, if they could do it all over again, they wouldn't even have made the trade, you know? 
But at the time, like I understood why they made the trade. But looking back, which you can't do at the time of your decision, you know, I, th- I think it's safe to say they'd like a little redo on that bad boy. Appreciate everyone listening. See you guys soon. volume did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip nerd wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side curated by an expert team of finance nerds what could future you do with better travel rewards a free flight a room upgrade don't wait to make smart financial decisions Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.